Hello friends, we are doing another episode on the unconventional productivity tips found on Reddit, April 2021 edition. This is a monthly collection that I create where I talk to you about different tips that I found on Reddit that are kind of unconventional, something a bit out there, but that I truly enjoyed, something that made me think about productivity in a very new way. So stay tuned, let's go. Welcome to the Monthly Method Podcast. This is a show for solopreneurs, creators, and artists who have a burning desire to launch a project. This is for a project that is not urgent, but truly important. The one your best life depends on. Your host, Paulina B, is a certified scrum master. She brings a proven record of launching successful projects, both professional and personal. You will hear about tested techniques that lead to calm, consistency, and results. Stay tuned to turn your idea into reality one month at a time. Productivity tip number one five truths about our desires. And as always, all the links to the original Reddit post are in the corresponding blog post. So check the show notes if you want to have the links to all the tips that I'm sharing. Okay, coming back. So the five truths about our desires. It is a long post, but I'm just gonna quote the five bullet points that the author mentions about our desires. So number one, we are never satisfied with what we have and always want more. Number two, we most desire what we do not or cannot have. Number three, pursuit of a thing is more pleasing than the possession of it. Number four, possession of a thing and familiarity with it tend to produce indifference or disgust. Number five, we mismeasure the value of what we have or don't have by comparing it to our expectations or others' possessions." End quote. So what they think about it? I would say for the most part, I agree with about like 80% of the rules that the author mentioned. And those rules help me realize that there is always going to be the next desire. It will never stop, unfortunately for us. So we'll always be in a state where we want something that we don't have. So we'll always have a desire of some sort. Since it will never stop, we better find a way to get used to the feeling. And since we will always have desires, there is no urgency to satisfy all of them immediately. So this is the lesson that I learned from this particular post. Tip number two, it's actually a method and the title of the post is pretend your life is a movie and i'll just quote a small section from the post number one i close my eyes number two i take a deep breath and pretend that i'm watching my life go by fast i have kids they grow up leave the nest i grow older loss of pets loss of parents unexpected tragedies health problems and then I'm on my deathbed, surrounded by my partner, kids and grandkids. I imagine my whole life flash before my eyes while I'm about to die. Then I slowly open my eyes and make myself believe that it 
all already happened and that I have somehow traveled back to my younger self's body. I know this sounds weird, but if this was possible and you got a second chance at living your life, what would you do differently? End quote. This sounds like inventing the travel machine, doesn't it? It's really cool. I find the idea of connecting your past, present, and future self very helpful. The concept of being grateful to my past self and caring for my future self has been the most helpful in creating and sticking to my schedule. I talked more about it in episode number eight. It's called How to Create and Follow Your Schedule. And there I talk about this kind of the continuum between your past, present, and future self. And thinking about your future self and caring about her or him is very helpful when it comes to productivity and sticking to the schedule today with your present self. It is truly the only thing that worked for me, even though not a lot of people talk about it when they talk about sticking to a schedule. But for me, this is the only thing that worked. So I would highly recommend checking that episode or a blog post on monthlymethod.com. Hopefully you'll find it helpful for yourself as well. So moving on, tip number three, realize that you're currently in the good old days. And here's a quote. I have a habit of looking backwards in time and wishing I was in the good old days. When I was 20, I wished I could go back to my teens. When I was 30, I wished I could go back to when I was 20. I'm 35 now and I have a feeling when I'm 40, I will wish for the life I have now. So in short, there is no time like the present. We don't know how much time we have left, so enjoy the good old days right now and make some memories." End quote. Just the funny thing, I came to the same realization recently. I've moved a lot in the past 15 years. I've lived in many different cities, countries, even continents. And every time I move to a new place, I find myself being nostalgic about the old place I used to live in. And this would happen every single time. It made me realize that without a doubt, at some point in the future, I will feel a level of nostalgia about the place I am currently living in, so I better enjoy it to the fullest. So that's the lesson that I've learned in my own life, and this Reddit post aligned with what I was thinking. Tip number four, surfing the internet is just watching other people live their lives while you stay unproductive. And this was the title of the post, and I'll just quote a little section. Here's the quote. Surfing the internet, watching video after video of people doing their thing on YouTube or other platforms is just watching them live their lives and be productive while I stay on my seat and stay unproductive. End quote. I think sometimes it helps to reframe how we look at things. I think the metaphors we live by play a big role. And changing these metaphors can change our behavior. The current mainstream metaphor of surfing the internet is, let's say, staying informed or relaxing or entertaining. But what if we change it towards watching other people live their lives without leaving our own makes you want to stop surfing, doesn't it? So this Reddit post made me realize the importance of the metaphors or stories we attach to certain activities and how this impact our behaviors. A single metaphor can instantly make an activity unappealing. So maybe that's a productivity tip that you can apply 
apply to some of the activities that you want to stop doing or to start doing. And the reason that prevents you from either stopping or starting doing this activity is the metaphor or the story that you attach to it. Explore it further and see if you can substitute the metaphor for a better one. Tip number five, don't turn your life into a never-ending productivity rut. And this was the pose that is very sobering and very eye-opening. So I'm just gonna read again a small section of it. The title of the post is, I got my COVID shot and hoped I would feel bad just to have an excuse to take a break. And here's the first sentence. I'm at the point where I'm hoping to get sick just so I don't feel guilty when I try to relax. I think only an illness or sickness would help me stop stressing about not doing anything, although I realize it's so necessary to take breaks. End quote. So this Reddit post is definitely not a productivity tip or advice. So don't get sick in order to have a break. However, I think it can help some of us to open up our eyes and see ourselves in a similar situation. I remember having times in my life where I would feel the very same way. I am intrigued by the idea of psychosomatics. This is when your body creates illness to address your psychological distress. I know it's a bit in the woo-woo realm of things, but I've seen too many examples of it not to believe it. So I'm a believer in psychosomatics. And therefore, I'm a big advocate for setting goals in all areas of your life, not just work. And two-thirds of my goals every month are oriented towards improving my health, key relationships, and the quality of my life in general. And I've talked more about it in my Spring Planning for Personal Productivity episode. It is episode number 11. So check out episode number 11 or a blog post titled Sprint Planning for Personal Productivity. Okay, going back to this particular productivity tip. So once I implemented the monthly method productivity system in my own life, I can honestly say that I don't get seasonal cold or flu as often. I haven't had a headache in a very long time, even though I used to get them weekly back in the days. I don't need to get sick to ease my psychological distress anymore. And this is because I consciously choose to spend time on leisure, rest, hobbies, friendships, and my health. I don't need to have an illness to have an excuse to stop working. Another thing that truly transformed my type A personality tendencies is having a week off at the end of every month. And again, I talked more about it in this print planning episode. It doesn't mean I don't do anything during that week. It just means that I take a week off from actively pursuing my goals and being overly productive. I like to say that I operate in maintenance mode during that week. I still show up for my work. I still have a morning routine. I still clean, cook, and take care of the household chores, but there is no hustle. There is no push. There is no extra if you know what I mean. I can't even express how impactful it's been. This monthly week off allows me to reflect, recharge, look at my life from a big picture, and select intentional goals for the next sprint. So I highly recommend taking breaks from productivity on a regular basis. Otherwise, you might end up like this author who is hoping to feel sick from his COVID shots so that he can 
finally have some time off. So moving on to tip number six, and it's called the addition bias. So here's the quote. Nature just published this fascinating research on a novel type of addition bias. In quite a creative experiment using Lego, it was shown that people prefer solutions that add features to solutions that remove them. Even when removing features is more efficient, easy, and helpful. Firms and intuition about the problem that I always saw when it comes to productivity. Examples, spending on new stuff instead of decluttering what you have. At work, adding a new process, a new hire, a new initiative, a new meeting to solve a problem instead of looking at what you can remove. Adding more habits, tasks, processes, reminders to your to-do list makes you less productive and subtracting time killers makes you more productive. More planning what to do instead of planning what not to do." End quote. And here I say that science caught up on what we all knew on an intuitive level. When it comes to productivity, we tend to look for ways to add more things, to squeeze another activity into our already packed schedules. What's more difficult, again, more difficult, is to say no, is to remove a task, cancel a meeting, decline an invitation. I think it's more difficult to do because it makes you feel the emotions that you don't want to feel. It makes you feel like you might be rejecting people or that they might reject you or that you might get some negative feedback. For example, when you say no to a meeting or you decline an invitation, there is a risk that people might negatively react to you. And that's what makes it much more difficult to do those things than to say yes all the time and accept all the invitations and all the tasks and all the projects. And a lot of people think that productivity is about doing more things. I think productivity is about creating enough time to do the right things. I'm not here to tell you what the right things are for you. It's up to you to select those things based on your own core values. And that's what I call intentional living, is when your thoughts, your actions, and your results align with your core values. And they're different for everyone. Okay, tip number seven. Your high school ideas of what's cool might be holding you back. And here's a quote from the post. I procrastinate because I believe someone would laugh at me for starting early. I remember that I was a very diligent kid and enjoyed completing all my assignments long before the due date. This is what my mom taught me to start early so that one worry less. I remember that my classmates would laugh at me and other people for doing so. That's why I changed. All of my high school experience was about how much I can cram the material all night before the exams because I saw other people doing this and being successful. I didn't want to be that diligent student. I wanted to be that student who studied less and get good grades." End quote. Isn't it fascinating how our teenage years might still be controlling our lives? The ideas of what was cool back in the days, back in high school, might still be affecting our choices today. I personally applaud the author for being so honest and digging deep into the reasons 
why he or she procrastinates. And here's my question for you. What are some of the things you're still doing solely because they were cool back in the days, but no longer serve you? And to finish off on a more light and positive and less philosophical note, let's look at tip number eight. Pay yourself for being productive and control your shopping expenses. And here's the quote. To motivate me to run, I pay myself on a separate account. I spend one euro for each kilometer I have run during the month. This money is used to buy things I would already buy, but in a more impulse-buying way. I have a list of non-essential things I want to buy, such as headphones, a new running watch, etc., and I wait to have enough on that account to buy it. It has two effects. It motivates me to go for a run and to run a little bit more and it prevents me from impulse purchases. You can adapt it for anything. You can pay for a minute of reading or a number of pages read or a number of chores you completed and you can adapt the amount to your own budget." End quote. I think it's such a great way to combine controlled spending and productivity together. I personally use the idea of product backlog to prevent impulse buying. And I've done an episode on backlog on, on this particular method and it's episode number six, or you can find it on my blog called monthlymethod.com and uh, it's called product backlog for personal productivity. Again, another amazing, genius, agile principle that I've adopted for my personal life, definitely worth reading. So check it out if you haven't heard about the product backlog. I personally use product backlog to control my spendings, but I find this particular advice is a great way to add a little extra motivation towards your trackable goals. So maybe it's something that you can adapt in your life. So basically any goal that you have that you can track, that's a good way to create a game out of it and add some pleasure and at the same time control your spendings and get your budget under control. Those were my eight tips from April. And I just have a little bonus something for you today. I found this amazing activity list full of ideas on what to do during your free time instead of surfing the internet or watching TV or Netflix. And I found it on a particular subreddit. It's called No Surf. And I left the link to the activity list in the blog post so check it out it will be at the very bottom under the bonus section take a look many people i work with have a very difficult time having quality time off work that's one of the top three issues that people have when they decide to work with me this is a great activity list to start with and it has a lot of options of what you can do that doesn't involve a screen this is a good place to start brainstorming different activities you can do after work most of the activities listed are still doable in our covid restricted world so don't think that you have to wait till COVID is over to start enjoying your time off in a high quality manner. So check out the list. Again, link will be in the blog post. And also, if you go to the post, you will find the links to our February collection and March collection of 
Reddit productivity tips, or you can listen to them in audio format on the podcast. Again, you can find everything there. But that's it for today. Have a good week, everyone. If you want to have a freshly baked episode delivered to you next Monday, please subscribe to this podcast and I will talk to you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you want to ask a question, leave a comment, or share something interesting, please use the link provided in the show notes. I look forward to hearing from you and answering your questions in the upcoming episodes.